All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 4th of January. India's drug regulator has approved the COVID-19 vaccines manufactured by Serum Institute of India and Bharat Biotech International for restricted use in emergency situations. The approval by the Drugs Controller General of India was given on the basis of recommendations submitted by a COVID-19 subject expert committee of the Central Drugs Standard Control Organization. DCGI's VG Somani said that the overall efficacy of the AstraZeneca-Oxford University shot being produced locally by the Serum Institute as Covishield was found to be 70.42%. In a statement to the media, Somani was quoted as saying that the interim safety immunogenicity data of Serum's vaccine was found comparable with overseas clinical trials. Meanwhile, India added 18,177 fresh COVID-19 infections in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. on Sunday. This at a time when we're hopefully not too far away from an inoculation drive. The overhang of a new variant of the virus that emerged in the UK still exists, though. Now, the Comptroller and Auditor General of India is studying the government's recapitalization of public sector banks. The CAG is doing performance audit on recapitalization of PSBs after 2016-17 and it has written a letter to the Department of Financial Services, the Ministry of Finance, uh, seeking various information including the rationale for distribution of capital among different banks. That's a PTI report that quoted unnamed sources. By the way, in case you've been watching foreign institutional inflows into India's equity markets, you'll want to know that they invested over 62,000 crore rupees on a net basis in December. That's more than they invested in November, which in fact was the highest on record. In international news, President Donald Trump extended a ban on new green cards and work visas until months after he leaves office, citing continued weakness in the U.S. labor market due to the coronavirus pandemic. The outgoing president signed a proclamation that extends to March 31st immigration restrictions that he put into place in April and renewed in June. The restrictions include a freeze on new H-1B and H-4 visas used by technology workers, which will directly impact Indian IT companies. In other news, Chinese oil majors may be next in line for delisting in the US after the New York Stock Exchange said last week it would remove the Asian nation's three biggest telecom companies. China's largest offshore oil producer, CNOOC, could be the most at risk as it's on the Pentagon's list of companies it says are owned or controlled by Chinese military. Now in international markets, the early risers in the Asia-Pacific region have started the day mixed. The Nikkei 225 in Japan was lower by over a percent last I checked. And US indices futures are pointing to small cuts when trade starts later today. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Hormuz. How are we looking at the start of the week? 
Good morning to you Alex and to those tuning in as well. The first full trading week of 2021 is set to begin today and the Sensex is coming on the back of 9 straight weekly gains. The last time it managed to pull off such a feat was back in April of 2010. New Year's Day also saw domestic investors turning in a buy figure only for the second time in as many months. Lots of stocks in store for you today, so I'll first begin with the two divestment candidates. The government will divest 26% stake in BEML along with management control. SBI Capital Markets has been appointed the transaction advisor for the same. The government currently holds 54% stake in the earth-moving equipment manufacturer. The second disinvestment candidate is Rashtriya Chemical Fertilizers or RCF where the government plans to sell 10% of the total equity through an offer for sale. The government has invited bids from merchant bankers and legal firms to manage the process. The government currently holds 75% stake in the company. Next up is Reliance Industries where markets regulator SEBI has imposed penalties on the company, its chairman Mukesh Ambani and two other entities for alleged manipulative and fraudulent trading in the shares of erstwhile Reliance Petroleum back in November 2007. A fine of 25 crore rupees has been imposed on Reliance Industries while a 15 crore fine is imposed on Mukesh Ambani. Some stocks with their monthly business updates, NMDC's production in December rose 23% as compared to last year, while sales rose 19% to 3.62 million tonnes year-on-year. Similarly, Coal India's production in December was flat as compared to last year, while offtake declined 2% to just over 3 million tonnes. Two lenders came out with their quarterly business updates over the weekend. I'll first begin with CSB Bank. Deposits for the December quarter rose 16.5% year-on-year to 17,753 crore rupees, while gross advances were up over 22.5% from last year. Advances against gold and gold jewellery rose over 60% to over 5,600 crore rupees. Federal Bank was the other one where deposits rose 12% from last year, while advances saw a growth of over 6%. The bank's liquidity coverage ratio stood at close to 250% from 180% during the same period last year. From business updates to auto sales, Tata Motors reported a 20% rise in domestic sales led by a recovery in passenger vehicles and MNHCV sales. Passenger vehicle sales were up 84% from last year, while MNHCV sales rose 20%. Aisha Motors' Royal Enfield reported a 37% growth in overall sales to nearly 70,000 units in December, while exports grew over 80% year-on-year. Hero Motocorp said that it has reported its best-ever third-quarter sales, selling over 18.4 lakh units in the October to December period. The two-wheeler maker has expressed optimism of the positive sentiment continuing into 2021 as well. Exports for the month of December were up over 70% from last year. And TVS Motors reported a 17.5% growth in overall sales for the month of December. Two-wheeler sales were up 20%, while motorcycle sales were up 27% from last year. I'll end with a couple of more stocks. The wholly-owned subsidiary of Tata Chemicals has served a notice to withdraw from the American Natural Soda Ash Corporation from December 31st, 2022. The subsidiary will continue to fulfill all its obligations as a member of the ANSAC until its termination date, including utilizing ANSAC as its exclusive export sales outlet for all the soda ash produced in the US. 
and a wholly owned subsidiary of Adani Green Energy has received the letter of award to set up a 600 megawatt wind solar hybrid project. The fixed tariff for this project capacity is 2.41 rupees per kilowatt hour for a period of 25 years. The project will be commissioned over a period of 18 months from the effective date of the power purchase agreement. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty showed that the index was flat above the mark of 14,000. That's all from me today. I'll wish you all a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hermes. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and an even better week ahead. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.